Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go listeners. It's me, Jesse, and me, Jordan. Hey, Jordan, remember when we went to the United Kingdom? Boy, I sure do. If only our listeners could have been there with us. I've got great news for you, Jordan. What is it? Recording technology. Yay! We recorded our entire program on two enormous magnetic tapes. <laughs> the uh, Our technicians have been splicing it together using scissors. Yeah, let's start with our live show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, oh, all kinds of fun stuff. You're gonna, you're really gonna get a kick out of this. That's my prediction, guys. We recorded it in a different country. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome to the stage all the way from Los Angeles, California, United States of America, Jordan Jesse Go! For the folks at home, we rode out on unicorns, which we immediately killed. Now they're extinct again. Sorry, podcast audience. Where Jordan Jesse go? I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, great to be here at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It is great to be here. Usually people woo when we say it's great to be here. We did come over 6,000 miles. <laughs> Well, at least we're making a lot of money off this thing. <laughs> we're all planning on you guys making it rain later. <laughs> you guys do that over here in the UK, right? You make it rain. I want I on guys doing a podcast. <laughs> we will be showing our tits. <laughs> I'm really interested in where people came to this show from because we did for folks who actually listened to our. Po- I'm sure there's some folks who just wandered in off the street and. My apologies in advance. <laughs> I know that we did make a demand on our program that anyone who lives in the entire continent of Europe and listens to it is required to come to this show or they would be on our shit list. <laughs> now, I know it's, a, it's kind of a lot to ask, but to be fair, we came even further. Yeah, and I'm not about to be on my own shit list. <laughs> <laughs> so how many, people, how many people live in Edinburgh or environs? Yeah, most most of the people. Wow, look at that. Okay, how many people came came here for the festival and happened to come into this show accidentally? One guy in the corner. This young woman. Good for you. No, you'll really yeah. you'll really enjoy this program. Hey, just just if you guys want after the show, if you didn't like it, come outside and I'll do a reimagining of a Shakespeare classic. <laughs> That's the kind of thing you guys like at this, right? Just whatever's on the street and is annoying. <laughs> um, uh, how many people came from outside of Scotland? How many people, did anyone come from outside of the UK? Uh, that is excellent. I'm worried, and I don't know too much about Europe. Right. I'm worried there's going to be some sort of soccer or football-related brawl. <laughs> Have you guys been drinking lager beers? <laughs> With Manchester United, that's all I know. That's the end that's of... as far as that bit's going to go. That's the end of David Beckham. 
Um, should we just bring our guest onto the I stage? I think here? we should. Uh, our guest is has been here at the festival all month long. He is an absolutely brilliant stand-up comedian from Vancouver, British Columbia. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Graham Clark. at home. Uh, I just spilled an entire beer on my penis. <laughs> it, oh, was man. Really, it was really a direct hit. That was some Death yeah. Star shit. Oh, right man. into my exhaust port. <laughs> Star Wars joke. Oh, that here. couldn't have worked out better. It really yeah. couldn't have. We like to do physical humor here on the show, on our audio show. <laughs> Oh, you know, Jordan, speaking of your... Speaking of... I'm glad you're... I think I ruined my phone. <laughs> you guys really? saw... Okay, I'm just Paper towels, maybe? <laughs> Anyone. There's really a lot of beer over here. Yeah. Um, Jordan, speaking of your penis, on the subject of your penis... I'm, sure. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, did I... Uh, we were in a train station recently. Excuse yes. me, an airport recently. Yeah. In the I like where this is going. A sky train. Yeah. <laughs> we were at an airport and the food was horrible. <laughs> and there's vending machines in airport bathrooms. And I think, I, I don't know if you're prepared for this, but I we were inspired by what we found in the vending machine at the airport bathroom. Yeah, this is and this is definitely something that we don't have in, uh, in the U.S. or we don't see a lot of in the U.S., but... Uh, in one of the uh, airport bathrooms, uh, they were selling a product out of a vending machine uh, called. Oh, and I'm I'm gonna get the name wrong. What was it called? Do it, you remember? It was called Menhance. Menhance. <laughs> I was going to say menstruation, <laughs> which would have been wrong. Or alternately, manifest destiny. <laughs> uh, but it was called Menhance, and it was a male enhancer. Yeah, uh, and I, I was cool. Menstru- is menstruation a female enhancer? <laughs> <laughs> right, just gives you the hugest period, you, just a monster are, period. Do you That's what it from- says for a monster period. <laughs> do you suffer from weak flow? <laughs> yeah, one pound for a monster period. <laughs> Show those pads who's boss. <laughs> uh, so we we thought it might be fun. Um, you know, uh, because uh, it's a performance enhancer. We're giving a performance. <laughs> Listen, and I'm no, I'm no dummy. I know it means a sexual performance, but I've always said this podcast kind of comes out of my dick. Right. No, I think the audience would corroborate that any time we're performing, it's fundamentally sexual. Sure, absolutely. And also, your dick is drunk right now. Yeah, so. my dick, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to move on to shots later. Later, it had a beer, and now I'm just going to start dumping shots of doers onto my crotch. And then it's going to snort some coke. <laughs> and then things are going to get awesome. Uh, so we thought it might be fun to... Uh, to, to, to take a little Menhance, uh, we traveled around. Uh, we didn't get it at the airport. We traveled around looking for it. We couldn't find it. The next best thing, though, in one of the bathrooms, our producer, Colin, found male angel. <laughs> I am holding up the package. The audience can confirm that I actually have male angel. This is a popular product. Is anybody here on male angel? Yeah. <laughs> Sir, you look erect. <laughs> he looks enhanced. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> 
Oh, thank you. Our producer Nick is bringing a litany of towels for us. There we go. Put them right a on long my... list of towels. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's classic Shakespearean malaprops. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so I thought I would just take a little male angel before we officially started the show and, you know, see see what it does to the show. Can I look at the male angel? You may. Here, uh, you look at the p- package and I'll open the little bag. It comes okay, in. so male angel is a sexual, it's specifically for sexual performance. What does the is little great. red triangle say there? It's made from natural ingredients. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Good, because it, when it comes to my sexual drugs, I'm such a foodie, I only r- eat organic, <laughs> local. Free-range boners. Free-range yeah. boners, yeah. Yeah. Cage-free boners. <laughs> um, it, here's the indications for this uh, for this product. Through the use of male angel, it may colon. <laughs> Wait, this isn't yeah. a guarantee. Yeah. Also, I don't like that they mentioned the colon so early on. <laughs> if I'm lucky. <laughs> In- Enhance and increase sexual desire. Mm-hmm. Not that you need it, Jordan. Imagination and <laughs> <Whoa>. function. <laughs> it was a coy reference Jesse and I have fucked on this trip. It was the magic of the fringe. <laughs> this product claims to enhance your imagination. <laughs> Did you? I want some. <laughs> Have you? Hey, has your sexual imagination stopped at MILFs? <laughs> I just swallow them. <gasps> Chinese ladies. <laughs> Ever thought about fucking a horse? <laughs> no. Have I got the pill for you? <laughs> Come to think of it, aren't certain Pokemon good looking? <laughs> Uh, there's two of these here, Graham. You want to go have these with me? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, can I... I... down with this extra beer. That was a stunt beer from earlier. <laughs> yeah, can... does it say anything about taking with alcohol? I just want to know... must. Uh, I... <laughs> That's the only way it works. Are you allergic to shellfish, Graham? I know you're allergic to a I lot am. of... Does then you say... shouldn't take it. Okay, all right. Gra- Jordan oh, should take two. Sorry, Graham's penis. I know... <laughs> So is it basically just freeze-dried shrimp inside there? What's it come with cocktail sauce? I think it's krill. And when and when they say fuck like a baleen whale. Exactly. All right. If your sexual imagination has been limited to whales with teeth, they'll come sperm whales for nothing. These are in my mouth. I'm gonna take them. Just one warning before you take this, Jordan. It's already in my mouth, asshole. What's the warning? <laughs> this should not be used as an alternative to a healthy and varied diet. Okay. <laughs> so I shouldn't only eat these. <laughs> yeah. I'm starving. I'm on an all male angel diet. Okay. Hey, Graham, nice beard. Thanks, buddy. What does it look like to you now? <laughs> oh, God, the devil! Ah! My sexual imagination is out of control. I'm getting fucked by the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, who didn't know what this was. I can see him from here. I can see his disapproving glance from here. Anyway. Sorry, we'll be doing our balloon animals later. <laughs> um, It'll Graham, be my dick because it's so aroused. <laughs> we practically, ju- Graham, we practically just got off an airplane. We've been here for all of thirty-six hours or forty-eight hours, but you've been here all month. Yes. Uh, what are your impressions of Edinburgh so far? Um, I love it. I think this place is great. It's so spooky. 
It's uh, yeah. Spooky, spooky. Pander, pander, pander. Everything. Graham, it's the UK. I think they're gonna think you're chanting for spooky spice. <laughs> I know that's not one of the Spice Girls. She was. She was the sixth Spice Girl that uh, died in a bus accident. <laughs> Lived up to her name. <laughs> now she owns the other Spice Girl. Yeah. They're like, we're getting a lot of chain rattling on this track. <laughs> this isn't spooky spice, is it? Wait, wait, play that backwards. If you want to be my lover. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Kill yourself. <laughs> I think if you, sp- if you play it backwards, you just hear Spooky Spice's harmony vocal. <laughs> <Yeah>. Lover, friends. <laughs> friends. <laughs> Really did the Spice Girls? <laughs> I think we did them right. Yeah. A salute to the United Kingdom <laughs> with your friends Jordan, Jesse, and Graham. Okay, so Graham, you are so right. You know what is the name of the famous dog of Edinburgh? Uh, Greyfriars Bobby. That is like the number one most famous, I would say, probably the number one most famous animal of Edinburgh. I don't know. Anybody can correct me. Maybe the baby panda. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, so can, for people who don't know the story, can you can you kind of summarize it? Because I had never heard this before. I heard you talk about it on stage. Um, there's this uh, uh, there's a statue and a, and a pub called uh, Greyfriars Bobby. It's a, a beautiful statue of a little dog. Uh, it's an adorable uh, dog. It is an adorable dog, and yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I'd love to pet him sometime. Well, you you can touch the statue. I don't know if it's lucky or unlucky. People seem to be hanging around the statue a lot, <laughs> not knowing. You know what? what the, you know what the problem it? is? Sexual imagination. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fuck that statue. <laughs> Um, so, so, so why have they built the, the, the monument to the dog? It's uh, famous because it uh, stayed next to its owner's grave for 14 years. Is that right? Is that the right number of year? 14, 16 years? Everybody's like, uh, after one year, do you give a shit? Like, that's crazy that a dog hung out in a grave for a year. I think his owner was buried in a bacon casket. <laughs> <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> he was just hoping to dig up those bones. He was yeah, just, right. oh, boy. Honestly, when my grandmother died, I was out of there after 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and yet they still put Dinner up a guys. statue to you in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of the TGI Fridays, which is right where you went to after, yeah. after the funeral. Everyone, everything, every notable, like, major thing in Edinburgh has an element of terrifying sadness. <laughs> like, this was, this last night of your show, a woman recommended you said are there any secrets in Edinburgh a woman said a woman from Edinburgh said go underneath Edinburgh to the secret uh, tenements underground that are haunted by the ghost of a child chimney sweep yeah who got caught in a chimney and died yeah and I, then cask of Amontillado style they walled his entire neighborhood in yes what the fuck, Edinburgh? I was hoping for a recommendation like, oh, there's a place that deep fries cookies. <laughs> you know, Graham, there are some great pubs and restaurants on Scolded Grandma, Scalded Grandma Lane. Scolded Grandma. That's what not... did you do this time, yeah. Grandma? The grandma. joke was that there's Scalded Grandma Lane. <laughs> grandma, did you go to the half price tickets booth at the Fringe again and buy tickets for Jordan Jesse Go? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So there's so there's dead dead child chimney sweeps, uh-huh. a tragic dog, 
Um, a, the meadows used to be a, uh, a burial ground for people who died during the plague. But now that's like where people go to play hacky sack. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if we could bury them. <laughs> but yeah, so that the meadow that that is the burial ground is like where people go to practice like juggling and tumbling and <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, parachutery. White people African dance. Wait. <laughs> Parachutery? <laughs> yeah. Did you see the parachute show? I did not. Okay, so the, this is actually every day there's a show with a bunch of, uh, I'm pretty sure our school students, uh, kind of lift a parachute up and down, and they were handing out flyers for it, but it was just happening there. <laughs> They're like, hey, check out our show. Yeah. You don't Start need to, you on don't, now for nothing. You don't need to park. print the flyers. You can just scream, look over here. <laughs> Wait, when you say show, do you just mean their gym class? Yeah. Well, it's they, it's uh, they're wearing creative clothes, so I know they're not in gym. I know uh, that. Okay. But uh, like mascot outfits. Well, it's, uh, everybody's. It's like one lady's wearing a vest that looks like a panda, and then the other lady's got a shirt that looks like a giraffe, and then there's a girl that has a top hat that has a vulture. Does anybody know what the fuck I'm talking about? Because I see it every I guess day. Thank Brands- you. Graham's asking if this is a Scottish thing. <laughs> like the a old... Scottish furry thing? Do you guys have that over here? Furries? The Scottish They're folk They're called furries. Vertigrat. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool Scotland here, Vertigrat. <laughs> Very little. <laughs> um, but also something we've, uh, we've done. I don't know if you've done this, Graham, but we took, the, uh, we took the Whiskey Heritage Museum tour. I did not. Here's what you do. It's a it's a museum to whiskey. This is Scotch whiskey. Can I interject yes. here, Jordan? Graham, probably the reason you didn't get a chance to go to this is this is sort of a locals only thing. Yeah. I mean, when you I know when you guys it's been a hard day at the office. You just need to unwind. You go to the Whiskey Heritage Museum yeah. and you ride around in a barrel while a blue ghost explains things to you. <laughs> Uh, so what? The, it's like a ride at Disneyland. It's uh, really, it is almost exactly like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, only they replace the story of the wind in the willows with the story of how whiskey is distilled. Yeah. A, a hologram ghost explains it to you. Uh, <laughs> um, I died when a still fell on my head. <laughs> There's no I was walking there because I was drunk <laughs> on whiskey. Well, there's no explanation at the beginning of why a ghost is explaining it to you. <laughs> but then at the end... I guess just Edinburgh, people are just so used to ghosts <laughs> that, like, you, it, it would you be let weird. them be your tour guide. Yeah, Edinburgh's... Every, well, everybody here knows that Edinburgh's mayor is a ghost, right? <laughs> <laughs> vote, ghost, vote, ghost. <laughs> And then they want to elect a new kind of candidate and then elect a werewolf. (laughs) For change, you can believe it. (laughs) Literally. I literally change. Lycanthropic change. Once a month. The the thing that, that what's amazing is, so the whole time, you're not sure whether this is supposed to be a window into the 19th century or a ghost. I mean, it's clear he's talking in a sort of cartoon Scotsman voice. You know, he's wearing a top hat. He's got on a waistcoat. Yep. You know what I mean? And now, what's a waistcoat for? A uh, waistcoat, a, uh, a vest. Oh wow! He's got on a, a lapeled vest. I like it. It's you kind know. of a pork stew. <laughs> 
You have weskits and nappies and tatties and boobies. <laughs> Food's weird here. And so he takes you through the whole process, and you know it's not a half bad Disneyland ride as far as as far as adult children's rides go. Yeah, that's the that's one of the weird thing. I mean, one of the ninety weird things about it is that it seems like it's for kids. Are, are the children drunk here? How often do you see child drunks just wandering the streets? Or child distillers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, little, little bootleggers. <laughs> so at the, at the very end of the, the part where you're riding, and you are riding around in a barrel, at, at the end of the process of riding around in a barrel, just the ghost says, you know, like, now you'll be off to have your whiskey, and it'll be sending you to heaven. And it says, ah, and I'll be off too. And then he just goes up into heaven. <laughs> well, do we know that? He doesn't say heaven. He could be going to hell, Jesse. <laughs> he could be going to an up hell. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> you know, upper hell? <laughs> yes. But it's like... It's comes... not that bad. It's just a Smash Mouth concert. <laughs> he comes... like, man, it could be worse. <laughs> he comes down from heaven... Every 15 to 20 minutes yeah. to do a distillery tour. Oh, maybe that's his, maybe that's like his, his, uh, his punishment. Oh, maybe it is yeah, an like actual ghost. Yeah. yeah. Just Fun. to explain to Italian people. <laughs> so he has to, yeah, he has to give 2,000 tours and then uh, he can go work at Magic Mountain. That's a amusement park in L.A. That would have killed there. What? <laughs> in Los Angeles, that was Mountain. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> eh, maybe Magic not. Mountain, is that part of a, is that a Disneyland? That's a Six Flags. Go on. Uh, probably shouldn't. Oh, <laughs> these people don't know what it is. <laughs> Wait, I don't think we have Six Flags in Canada either, so it's yeah. a real cultural exchange. It was here. a mistake. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about amusement parks after the show, Graham. <laughs> Are there uh, amusement parks here in Scotland? Yeah. What? What what are they called? They're like you went to it. It was the whiskey thing. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? <laughs> what what is it actually called? M and D's. And uh, what is it? Roller coasters. Yeah. What does the letter stand for? No. Murder and dismay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a big fenced-in area, and uh, it's like the purge. There's no laws. <laughs> That's what you guys call an amusement park, right? There's a there's a pile of machetes in the middle. And just every so often, they throw in an, a haughty Englishman. <laughs> now, uh, Has anyone seen the crumpets? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to... Uh, you, you mentioned that this is uh, the movie, The Purge. Yes. Uh, did, is it, did, it come, did it come out over here? I haven't yeah. seen it, but I know the premise is that once a year... There's a day where there's no laws? Yes. You guys probably heard about it. It stars One Direction. <laughs> Why does everybody in the movie decide that murder is the crime they never on suge- the day? They never suggest in the movie that anyone does anything other than murder. What a- like, if the movie was real, it would just be 40 minutes of public jacking off. <laughs> and then a little bit of murder at the end. But also some embezzlement, right? Yeah. Some maybe theft? Maybe a little bit of statue fucking. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Sure. Someone, like, building a fence slightly onto their neighbor's property. <laughs> ah, now his fruit tree is on my property. I get to... I built it on Purge Day. You can't do it anymore. <laughs> and then he gets a machete to the head. <laughs> Very boring movie. Anyways, that's all I wanted to talk about. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Graham, uh, speaking of... Uh, Jordan, can we check in on your se- raw sexuality? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Give me, uh... 
well, it's wet. <laughs> I'm turning into a woman. <laughs> uh, soaked in beer, uh, not really, not really doing anything. Not really doing anything. Yeah. Would you think some stimulation would help you? Not manual stimulation. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm not offering an HJ. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that's a hand job. Yeah. That stands for hey, hacking me. and jabbing. <laughs> Which you people love. Haggis and jabs. Uh, oh. <laughs> Jams? Oh, yeah, haggis and jabs. That's Sorry. what he meant. Uh, not the drunk. slurp. <laughs> uh, Graham, I don't know. I, I, I am a, Jordan and I have been friends for a long time. We work together all the time. I'm a little comfortable trying to talk Jordan hard <laughs> but I know that it is an area of expertise for you absolutely uh, yeah, you, uh, you, you're kind of branching out into the world of erotica right yeah I, uh, uh, this, I, as I explain uh, during uh, my show I don't make a lot of money uh, in comedy uh, kind of what you would make at like a really I don't good think you... garage sale <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my annual take <laughs> so uh, I've, yeah, I've decided I want to branch out into the uh, the recession-proof world of erotica writing. That makes sense because of Fifty Shades of Grey is like an enormous, monstrous hit yeah, internationally. Absolutely. And I'm a very like sexual man. Right. Why? You don't need to explain that. <laughs> These people can see you. I, know, I started to know that. I noticed that about five minutes ago. <laughs> um, but I brought... Uh, some samples of uh, of uh, writing uh, under it's under the title uh, Fifty Shades of Graham, and uh, if they if you think it'll help you get hard, I'm more than willing to uh, to share it. It's worth a shot. Okay, all right. Um, now usually I like uh, like uh, some sultry uh, background music, but just the uh, the hum smash of mouth? the smash uh, mouth. Can we turn off the smash mouth? Yeah, the smash mouth. No, there's no Smash Mouth in the booth, Graham. The, uh, have to the do hand dryer in the uh, toilet is uh, plenty, <laughs> plenty sensual for me. Uh, so here we go. Here we go. Here's some sample writing. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes. What I like, Graham, about your fiction is that it's short. It's just enough to get you hard and get you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no... Uh, there's no you know, uh, what, you know, who are these people? It's just right down to the, the boners and such. I was the, the original title, Boners and Such. That's actually the subtitle of Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> and a restaurant here in town. <laughs> Only peas, it's weird. Uh, so here we go. Uh, um, some some choice passages. Are you ready? Here yeah. we go. The air between them was like mayonnaise. <laughs> the expensive kind. <laughs> I leave the rollerblades on, she said. <laughs> he couldn't wait for the nap that would follow. <laughs> but he could wait a bit. <laughs> It was like his Lamborghini poster had come to life and the Lamborghini wanted to do it with him. Her hands were everywhere, like an octopus, except drier and only two. 
<laughs> she couldn't believe what her eyes were seeing, but her eyes were usually good, so she could believe it. <laughs> guy picked a real weird time to walk out, eh? Got a, the guy, that guy's got held shit that to do. He's got to jerk it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That was the perfect time to go jerk it. That guy, right now in his head, as he walks up the stairs, he's going, taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, now, I'm an all-star. <laughs> Gonna jack off in the bathroom. <laughs> if anyone sees him uh, in the courtyard, can you tell him about that? Can you just relay that whole thing to him? It was real fun. I think we can all agree it was fun. Should I continue? Yeah, well, how about one more? One more. Okay, yeah, one yeah. more. Um. Her nightgown left everything to the imagination. So he imagined her with a kangaroo body. Wow. Fifty Shades of Graham, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, just because this week's show was recorded live on location doesn't mean that it doesn't have advertising sponsors. For example, our friends at Hulu Plus. That's right. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere. Stream it on your TV or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. Saturday Night Live. Community. Criterion Films. There's all kinds of cool stuff that you can get for $7.99 a month on Hulu Plus. And, uh, well, hey, you don't have to pony up that $7.99 now. You can try it for free on us. Just go to HuluPlus.com forward slash JJGo. That's HuluPlus.com forward slash JJGo. Can I make a suggestion? Please. Try before you buy. Yeah. HuluPlus.com slash JJGo. Now, we've asked you in the audience to share your momentous occasions with us. Our fair producer, Rebecca, has picked out a Round few of, of her favorites. Our first person is Mike McDonald. I should say we have a prize for the uh, best momentous occasion. Yeah, too. we do, and we got we got four here. And so we're you got to really decide. really sell it, really sell it. Yeah. Okay, uh, Mike, what, what's your momentous occasion? Uh, this this week, I went to site to see the first building I ever designed getting built. Wow! Holy shit! <laughs> ah, just give him the prize. A <laughs> man made a building. What have yeah, we ever done? Exactly. Unless what, your uh, male angel really kicked in and made your boner super powerful. <laughs> I've also taken four of them. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're we can tell even though you're sitting in the balcony. <laughs> Although, to be fair, your swelling is solely due to that shellfish allergy. <laughs> um, hey, as long as it swells, right? Mike, what, what, kind of, what kind of building was it? Can I guess? Brick shit house? <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-story steel construction. It's, so you don't know what it's going to be used for. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cottage. Okay. Oh, so that's nice. A like steel a nice, cottage, just like, nice. like you imagine. Yeah. <laughs> just like grandma's old steel cottage. <laughs> Reinforced for zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, congratulations, Mike. Congratulations to our friend Mike. Pretty good. Pretty good. This one doesn't have a name on it, but it involves sausage. Who, who submitted a sausage-related momentous occasion? Most, uh, most, right most of them in, uh, in Scotland do. <laughs> Hi, what's your name, ma'am? Uh, Gina. Gina, what's, what's your momentous occasion? Um, 
Well, we went to Sardinia recently, me and my partner, Kieran, and we bought a massive, massive sausage. <laughs> For that's, cooking. That's, that's legal in Sardinia, is it? Well, we thought it was. Right. But when we got to the airport, we saw the sign that said, um, no sausage in your luggage. <laughs> Was this a pictogram? Is it and is it possible you were confused as to its meaning? <laughs> also, you were trying to you were trying to move the sausage from country to country. <laughs> yes. You can't. You don't eat the sausage in Sardinia. That's ah, true. That's uh, the old expression. <laughs> this could be the plot of a really boring movie. <laughs> Sausage smugglers. <laughs> so what did you do? Did you just discard the sausage? No, no, no. We were hiding it under a pile of... Uh, yeah, hide the it? sausage. I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> under a pile of what? Under a pile of pork chops. <laughs> They'll never think to look here. Yeah. Under, under, under a, a pile, pile of smaller sausage. Under a, <laughs> under a pile of cocktail weeder. <laughs> Under a pile of autumn leaves. <laughs> Still good. Yeah. And we were actually hiding it under a layer of cheese. Uh, sure. Did you just make a sandwich out of it? You just made a sandwich. You said, no, no, sir, no sausages here, just this sandwich. We are but humble artisans, moving our sandwich from country to country. We are Subway sandwich artists. <laughs> That's a commercial in America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, that's the second sexiest one we've had today. Okay, so Gina, what the first happened? First was the building one. So did you? Was it in your carry-on or your checked luggage? Um, it was in our hand luggage. In your hand luggage. Yeah. Okay, and and what happened? Did you pass it through the the X-ray? Yeah, we did. We did. Did they take it out? Did they question you? Not did at all. Did they take out your sausage? Did they question you? Not at all. <laughs> I mean, they probably saw it. Did on you know the that a sausage is also slang for penis? <laughs> <laughs> really? Is it? it? Makes all that stuff I said a lot funnier. <laughs> we had a really good hit rate on those nonsense phrases. So, Gina, so did they? Did you have to declare it at customs? Did, what did you declare it as? Delicious. <laughs> It was. We tried it. Um, no, we didn't have to declare it. We just had to hide it because you can't. Sure. Well, you can't. You can't take meat over the Sardinian border in your hand luggage. So we had to hide it under cheese and another layer of pasta. Can, can you? <laughs> so you hid it in a lasagna. Do you do all your delicatessen shopping in Sardinia? We did. Yeah. We I mean, it's the place to do it, I guess. Well, we had one suitcase just filled with sausage, cheese, pasta, and a biscuit. <laughs> just one huge biscuit? A lead biscuit, so the x-ray couldn't get through. Yeah. Well, Gina, that is, that's pretty solid. Congratulations on your success, Thank by the you. way. Someone has, someone has a momentous occasion related to our friend John Hodgman uh, from the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I actually saw, I saw, I see a Judge John Hodgman t-shirt up there. Who wrote a Hodgman-related momentous occasion in here? Right up there, this gentleman. 
Oh, it's a. Are you the guy who's never heard of our show before? No, I've heard of your show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't. He just doesn't care for it. <laughs> no, no, I, I love it. Oh, what? That's is. That's the British expression. Love. Anyway, you sounded no, like a sarcastic vampire when you said oh, that. Oh, I love it. Yeah, right. Great. I'm more of a Marin fan. <laughs> Of yeah, right. I would, I would like to see like the golden. I would say the golden age of sarcasm, early 1990s. I'd like sure. to see slacker movies reimagined with vampires. If we're going to do oh, some reboots, sure. chasing Amy, yeah, and, reality uh, bites. Sure, sure. Oh, right. Well, yeah, it most definitely does when you're a vampire, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun. A guy in the back row, after you said that, just went, like he banged his knee. I think he was a vampire. He's too close to home. Yeah. He was just doing instinctively. Um, so what's your, mom, what's your name first, sir? Uh, ben. Hi, Ben. Nice to meet you. Hi. Sorry, that sounded sarcastic as well. Hi. I, I've just got a voice that sounds sarcastic. Oh. Sorry. It I affects wouldn't... one in ten people. I know. <laughs> Even when I say sorry, it sounds sarcastic. It's not. I'm sorry. I'm generally sorry. I'm that British. sounded sarcastic the second I know. sorry. Right. Uh, yeah. so, so, Ben, tell me, uh, what was your momentous occasion? Well, I just got followed by John Hodgman on Twitter, and I'm wow. like, really pleased. You know, John I, Hodgman's a, a major yeah. celebrity. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we're all really impressed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that sounded sarcastic. <laughs> you know what? I can I recommend a course of action. Right now that he follows you on Twitter, unfollow him. Whoa! So fucking it's called power. Play, it's move. called playing hard to get. <laughs> if you want to fuck Hodgman, <laughs> this is what this is about, right? That's the end game. For me, or yeah. For the big closer is you fuck Hodgman. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. You know what? With the you... shtick, Chandler. All right. Of the friends, Chandler was the sarcastic one. <laughs> um, Over we here have it was called blokes. <laughs> we have we have one more momentous occasion here. This one is about a third date. Who's the third date? Oh, that's these the young woman with the red hair here in the back. Speaking of the early 1990s. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. What's the name of your ska band, ma'am? <laughs> Play trombone or... Uh, what's, what's your name, ma'am? I'm Fiona. Hi, Fiona. Thank you for coming. And thank you for sharing your momentous occasion. Can you tell us what it was? Um, well, I recently moved back from Ohio to be with uh, the man that saved my life. Wait oh. a minute. Hold on to your hat. The man that saved your life? Um, I can tell you were from Ohio by your Midwestern accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we met in undergrad. I went. We both went to Glasgow University, um, and then I went to do to grad to go to grad school in Ohio. And uh, then you went overseas to Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was visiting back for Christmas, and we decided to go out on a couple of dates. And on our third one, we're debating whether it's our second or our third one. Yeah. Um, I went into full anaphylactic shock, and he and his Wait, what is? Tell us what that is for folks who don't know. <laughs> like um, me, I know. Basically, basically, your body shuts down because of an allergic reaction. I've had it. It's, a, <laughs> it's very romantic. <laughs> Graham almost had it just now when we gave him that shellfish. Yeah. <laughs> but the boner was worth it. <laughs> It was like a two-story steel building in Wales. 
There's a cottage in my pants and a sausage in my overhead. Something with hydrogen. So what what were you allergic to? Do you um, know? I'm allergic to histamine, which is produced in your own body, so I'm allergic to everything. Wait, is well, it... I guess it, if it's a third date, do you think you might just be allergic to small talk? <laughs> Favorite books. Uh, since things seem to be going so well, is it possible that you're allergic to sparks flying? Uh, <laughs> that's why she had to quit her job as a welder. <laughs> So you went in, where were you when you went into shock? Um, London Road. Middle, is of, middle of the street. Middle, middle of, of the street. So this can happen at any time? Yes. <laughs> Holy mackerel. <laughs> what did he do? Did he, you have a, an EpiPen with no, you? No, I did not at the time, but he it's not a good. Me. Why would you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're allergic <laughs> to you what? <laughs> allergy pills. Oh, uh, that's... <laughs> so that you're allergic to anything in the world. I'm just laying this most, out, man. Most foodstuffs, yes. What can, what can you eat? Paste. <laughs> Pasta. Pasta. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, we know Sausage. somebody with a suitcase full of it, so <laughs> you guys want to hook up after the show. Uh, so, 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 what was the what was your course of action when you saw this happening? What was the what was the what's your what's your name, sir? Sorry, I'm Ewan. Hi, Ewan. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I added a syllable to your name. Uh, I only added it because it's there. <laughs> um, so, so what what how what was it like when your when the girl that you were dating went into shock right in front of you? Terrifying, pretty what, much. Was it, was it in the street? Yeah. So did you know that she was allergic to everything in the world except pasta? I, I, I don't think you knew at that point. No. <laughs> so this had never come up? No. Well, you got to keep some secrets in the relationship. <laughs> keep the mystery going. Anytime, what am I allergic to? <laughs> anytime I start in a, on a new relationship, by the time I get to the third date, we talk a little bit about past serious relationships and... T- situations in which we might almost die. <laughs> Unexpectedly, we might almost die. So, so you were terrified. Did you? What did you do? Just grab her and drag her out of the street? We, on the way back, started to get well. Just started to get kind of itchy in the start of what would be a reaction. So we took her into like a chemist, got her a whole bunch of pills, and then just different pills. Whatever just pills. Yeah, 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 yeah. Male angel, get her some male angel. <laughs> no, this one's not working. <laughs> and then when she passed out in the street. Um, a guy that was pa- uh, passing while I was trying to help her called an ambulance. We ended up in the back of an ambulance in the hospital. And the Sounds sexy. Bag of oh, yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the paramedic on the ambulance said that if she hadn't had those pills, it would have gone a lot worse. So. Oh, yeah. So he was kind of like, hey, here's a, here's a tenor to say that. <laughs> it, it was, so she can hear it. You it, know? Was, say it, it was a little louder, why don't you? Well, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I recently went on a third date to miniature golf. <laughs> That is pretty cute. It's cute. You got to be cute on the third one. Wow, that is that is very impressive. I'm very impressed by that. I kind of feel like as nice as a building is, and as dangerous as smuggling sausages. <laughs> I feel like that has to be the winner, right? Yeah, I think oh, so yeah, too. Absolutely. And I think you know this will help for somebody who you know doesn't know when they'll be going into shock next. Uh, it's an entire set of cricket gear. Yay! That's our show, ladies and gentlemen.
Oh, man. Scotland. <laughs> that sure was fun. Oh, we ate some haggis. Uh-huh. That that was not part of what they just listened to. No, no. Was it? No, we didn't eat haggis. Why would we do that? That, that sounds boring. Gross. Yeah. You gotta focus on fun gross stuff and like boring. taking dick pills. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is fun. Oh. Haggis is totally unremarkable, by the way. Yeah, right? It's not even gross enough to remark upon. It's a grain thing. I assumed it was something weird and gross. Yeah, they just cook it in the intestine. It's not, you're not eating the, the intestine. Every sausage is in an intestine. Yeah, so sausage is grosser than haggis. Is there and some, sausage is delicious. Is there some burying involved? Are we going to get an email because you bury the haggis? God, I hope not. Please, haggis nerds, don't. <laughs> don't. Dear Jesse, <laughs> dear Jesse and Jordan. I got me killed in a bunch when I aired your episode of a haggis. <laughs> well, off to Toaster Caper. <laughs> ah, I'm off to Toaster Caper. And finally, Scotland. <laughs> um, hey, we also visited the capital of England. Oh. Jolly old England town, <laughs> which is called... Londonburg. Foggy Londonburg. Let's go to our Jordan Jesse Go show, recorded live in a historic English pub, right in the heart of the English countryside of London, England. Welcome, podcast fans and drunks who just wandered in from downstairs. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Mm. A good-looking crowd, especially with this halo effect that we're getting. <laughs> Everyone looks like they're in a Renaissance painting. <laughs> You're all angels. You're all our special angels, is what we're saying. We have so much fun stuff coming up on our program, this... this uh, London show. Can I, uh, can I just uh, uh, make a little uh, observation about iconography? No. Uh, look. Hey, can what do you guys think? think you want to hear about iconography? about iconography? Well, for, for the folks at home, when, uh, when Jesse said that, every guy whipped out his dong. <laughs> Weird. Uh, iconography. So in California, we have medical marijuana. And uh, you you get a you get a license. You go to the you go to a medical marijuana doctor. You just say some fake thing that's wrong with you. <laughs> I've got a headache. I I'm don't always... have enough marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Not baked enough. <laughs> Can only poop on chains. <laughs> Guys will give you one, and then you and then you go to a dispensary and you get your you get your uh, your nugs, your sweet nugs, sweet uh, sticky nugs. You guys know about nugs, right? Whoa! Put those dicks away. Uh, um, so, uh, and the in um, in California, the the symbol for a medical marijuana dispensary is a green cross. Is that medical cross? But it's green. <laughs> if you're a Californian with a medical marijuana license and you're visiting London, do not try and score weed in a boots. <laughs> You can get a nice, you can get a nice ice cream cone, maybe some pens, but do not go into the boots and try and score weed. What's amazing is that in Los Angeles, where we live, probably more pot dispensaries than there are boots here. <laughs> yeah, definitely, it's about one for one. At this point, the pot dispensary is almost the only industry in all of Los Angeles. Like show business is hanging on, but a lot of that's moved to Vancouver, British Columbia, <laughs> and all that's left is pot dispensaries. 
So come on down to L.A. if you'd like some nugs. Should we should we bring our guest on? I stage? would love to bring our guest. Our on first stage. guest this evening uh, is one of the funniest ladies we know. She is the co-host and creator of the hit podcast Answer Me This. Please welcome to the stage Miss Helen Zaltzman. friend how are you well uh, obviously i'm livid at uh, your casting aspersions on our good british lavatories because in america you have massive gaps around the doors in all of your public toilets <laughs> which means you get a kind of zoetropic effect of people in a state of defecation and <laughs> Helen, it's a- <laughs> kind of- do, do the bathrooms also rotate <laughs> speed. It's a huge mess. I don't know what you're playing at. It sounds like you just take shrooms and go into American bathrooms. Look, everyone has a hobby. <laughs> you, do, you do visit America a lot, though. For an, for an English person who works in the English entertainment industry... Or do I? Lots of stuff... You've got Espionage. Lo- lots of stuff to do here in the UK. Well, you say that, but I'm self-employed, which means I don't. I mean, <laughs> right now, I should be on my sofa watching Columbo. And- <laughs> So this is a real wrench for me. But you, but you'll come. Can to the someone United cue States? up an episode of Columbo on their yeah. phone or something, just in case Helen yeah. starts to go crazy? Not, not one of the '90s ones. Preferably one of the the early ones. Thanks. Did Columbo continue into the '90s? There's one from 2003 where he's investigating a death at a rave. Where's the? Sw- <laughs> the, the body is under the colourful flashing floor in the club. It's 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 excruciating because he would have been retired by then anyway. That might as, that might as well be Sherlock Holmes on a rocket ship. Like yeah. that is full on anachronistic. Yeah, that is so what like, I'm going to need to get some information from superstar Lisa Loeb. <laughs> <laughs> That was my Columbo impression, by the way. Really? The perfect Peter Falk. Absolutely gorgeous. Thank Why you. Why is Lisa Loeb a source? I'm just thinking of, like, in the 90s when you have the rave episode, you also yeah. have the Death at a Lisa Loeb concert Well, episode. I mean, this is 2003, so maybe one of his main sources would have been, I don't know, Sean Paul. Sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Another where, dancing man. His, his main source is Elephant Man, and the question is, did the murder take place Pond de River or Pond de Banc? <laughs> That's a great Elephant Man song. <laughs> Big hit around that time. What's the, where's the Columbo sweet spot for you? Where? Well, um, actually, there is a really good episode in the poor Columbo period where it starts with the fine young cannibal song, She Drives Me Crazy, so you feel like you're in safe hands already. And, uh, uh, the murderer... I think it's fine to do spoilers with Columbo, given the structure. <laughs> the murderer, wait, wait, hold on. Do you think there's anybody in the audience of a live podcast that would get mad about spoilers? <laughs> that doesn't track. Shame on you if you do. Uh, the murderer is uh, the guy who... You breaks... guys know Cumberbatch was con at this point, right? That's... <laughs> okay. Why are you ruining everything for everybody? Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Heard some hisses. The murderer plays Dickie Tremaine in Twin Peaks. <laughs> and I think he's having an affair with Joey Trebbiani's mum to cover up the murder. <laughs> it's it not a classic, good. but it's certainly thought-provoking. <laughs> I like. I think that should be your go-to save from here on yeah. out. Anything that goes wrong in this show, we can always go back to. It's not a classic, yeah. but it's thought-provoking. Unless it isn't. Unless everyone has lapsed into brain death, 
which case we failed on that too. <laughs> but you'll but you'll go to America. Yeah, right. For Don't some, worry. you'll have a You're one. You're going there tomorrow. Like I'm not a, going tomorrow. A one day event, and you'll stretch it out into like a three week road trip. Well, if you're there, you might as well drive three thousand miles, mightn't you? You've been you've driven three thousand miles many more times than I, a Native American, yeah. have done myself. And by Native American, <laughs> I mean, he means he means a Chippewa. I, I mean, in Tell the same way, heritage, Johnny Jesse. Depp is a Native American. <laughs> Oh, Jesse, you forgot your bird hat. This <laughs> is a great disappointment. What is, it, what is a thing in the United States that I might have missed out on because I've never driven across country? Oh, Utah? <laughs> I mean, it, what in is... Everyone in America hates Utah. We got to, to customs coming into San Francisco, and the guy said, where are you going to go to? And we said, Utah, and he's like, why do you want to go there? <laughs> and then we were driving to Utah, and this woman who works uh, at the only diner really in the middle of Nevada but it's the nearest place to Area 51 so it's all very heavily alien themed and it's called the Little Ailey Inn IWN it's you know tenuous I have she, I've actually have been you? I've been there I've been to yeah. the Little Ailey Inn and they have two two, hey, two how about a hand of applause for the, the Little Ailey Inn they don't need it no, they're the little lady in. They don't need your pity. <laughs> they're doing all right. I noticed two kinds of decor in the little alien. inn. There are some aliens there. They've, uh, gone, they've gone for that. Alien stuff. Yeah. There's also lots of anti-Bill Clinton bumper stickers. <laughs> like, they hated Clinton. You know, uh, the one and, But they also love aliens. The one time I drove across the country was when I was 10 years old with my father. And you had a license at 10. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just I was just on I was just on the fucking lamb. Uh, <laughs> I I was ten years old, went with my dad, we were gonna go to baseball stadiums. Right. Uh, baseball is a sport most directly comparable to your napping. <laughs> um, <laughs> think of think of if naps had hot dogs. <laughs> Um, and so it's somewhere in Kansas, and my dad's my dad's was raised in Kansas City, Missouri, and his mm-hmm. family's all from Kansas. So we went there to visit, you know, where his grandparents grew up and stuff. Somewhere in Kansas, just along this long straight road, and there are these roads that go four, six hours, and it's just corn on either side, nothing beside. You don't see anything but corn. Just at some point, the corn clears, and along the side of the road is a full mile of Hillary Clinton is a communist whirly gigs. <laughs> Some of a, a folk craftsperson who's dedicated his life to creating whirly gigs and other things that spin in the wind had just focused down on Hillary Clinton as a dyke communist. <laughs> this was an early Hillary Clinton. This is not presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. So they must be absolutely livid now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They must be. They must be real steamed. In Plus, that, the whirly gig market isn't what it used to be. In that zone, is there anywhere we can get some Margaret Thatcher wind chimes while we're in town? <laughs> Just in that area. But Utah is beautiful. I remember going driving through Utah. It has yeah. a certain elegance to it, especially yeah. the salt flats. Well, especially the, the Mars Rock. I haven't seen the salt flats. It's just, you know, just flat salts. Not, not so engaged with it. The salt flats are like a plane that is completely salt and go on for like 100 miles. And if uh, people are trying to drive a car like 500 miles an hour, that's where they go. Basically, they're exclusively uh, just baked earth and uh, car commercial shoots. <laughs> just like people going... You people know. really like salt and flat things. 
Well, I'm willing to it. Yeah. But anyway, the woman at the little lady. I would in, honestly, I would recommend a saltine before I would really? recommend a trip to America. If you, just, but if you just sort of stare at it and squint and pretend there are loads of cars on it, if yeah. Same. You, right. here's, here's been my experience in Utah: is that it is a uh, it's a it's a heavily Mormoned state. They've been Mormoned. Uh, <laughs> they've they've self Mormoned. Yeah, uh, and it is filled with the most beautiful women you have ever seen who are also eight months pregnant. <laughs> so if you have, like, a pregnancy thing, right. hang around a mall in Utah. But they're, uh, but they're Mormons, so does that mean they're not really going to be up for it? Well, they're also eight months pregnant, so... I don't know how many women who are eight months pregnant are just out You'd looking be surprised. for dick. You'd be surprised. <laughs> just trolling for dong at the mall. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink and some cigarettes, I say? <laughs> Let me take you away from all this. Um, what, That's what I whisper in there. What yeah. is the greatest natural wonder you witnessed in the God's United States of America? Well, that is really difficult, Jesse. Uh, an unnatural uh, You've wonder. been to my house and yeah. met my child. Yeah, you, you, have, you have some lovely herbaceous borders. And, uh, you also walked in on me in the bathroom when you were on <laughs> shrooms. That's not natural. That's uh, true. I have a robot penis. <laughs> uh, we went for an unnatural wonder. We um, passed by a, a replica of Stonehenge, as they thought Stonehenge would have been before some of it fell down. Uh, it's, high, it's high above the Columbia River in rural Washington. Well, it we looks... wouldn't have had to make it if you guys didn't fuck it up. <laughs> you just can't get the druids now. They don't like to maintain things. They're not Yeah, you know what's still standing? Mount Rushmore. American craftsmanship. Um... <laughs> So, you know, you, so it's just like a wait, concrete circle. You don't see the World Trade Center collapsing. <laughs> oh, oh. Too soon. Oh, don't, oh. Oh. Well, there seemed a lot of uh, pro The same, the same guy who didn't like me spoiling Star Trek also enjoyed your 9-11 joke. <laughs> don't know. Uh, you just never know what people are going to like. Who is the, <laughs> what I want to know is who is like the really serious about Star Trek person who also hasn't seen it yet. Well, they 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 are so serious about Star Trek they don't want to leave the house to like, right. They got to wait until it comes out on home video so they can jack off the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Sorry, we oh, we no. cut you off about Stonehenge. I got right. That was it. it's just like a, a concrete circle with doors in it, and turns out it's a memorial to the dead of the First World War. Mm. And why wouldn't it be? Um, I mean, we only went there because we needed the bathroom, and there isn't. <laughs> we stood. So. Well, America stood with the Druids in World War One, yeah. as I understand it's it. It's weird because their part in the war is uh, very rarely written about, which somewhere. No. I mean, most of the goats they were sacrificing at the time were our goats. I know nothing about the Druids. <laughs> I assume they, they sacrificed goats. Yeah, and still, I nothing about world history, so... Yeah, the, the druids still owe America a lot of mistletoe berries and ornamental scythes. Can I ask you a serious question? No. I know this is supposed to be a comedy podcast, but what is Stonehenge? I know it's rocks. I know it's famous rocks. Yeah. Do they know anything about what it is? Well, now you're getting into it, because some people it's a very meaningful thing, and for hmm. other people it's just a garden ornament that went a bit haywire. Now, the people for whom it's a very meaningful thing, those are people those are people who wear robes in public in contemporary England, correct? Why are you looking at me like I am one? I wouldn't hang with those people. Uh, I, think I think you they, are one. I think you're a secret <laughs> druid. They, it, it's my only timepiece, Stonehenge, which why I'm always late. <laughs> Except on Midsummer's Eve. <laughs> I bet if you're like... If cool you're like, humor. <laughs> if you're like 
one of the UK's richest guys. If you're a Branson. If I were. If yeah. you're a Richard Branson. Yeah. I bet there's a thing where you can close off, you can have them close off Stonehenge so you can fuck inside it, right? <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, you have to get English heritage on site. Oh, sure. And uh, you probably still have to pay the entry fee. But then, uh, as long as you <laughs> And you, like, to, and you have to... Yeah. yeah, but as long as you don't stick it into one of the rocks, I think it's fine. Okay. Yeah. And if you, you can were... fuck at Stonehenge, you just cannot fuck Stonehenge. Yeah. I mean, Stonehenge doesn't go that far. When you say that you have to pay the entrance fee, what you mean is that prostitution is legal <laughs> at Stonehenge? Uh, druids have to have a sideline. Right. Sure. It's like the Native well, Americans in their casinos. Right. It's not a lot of money. Yeah, in... you're, you know, your you're people, Jesse. Druidic. <laughs> Druidic pra- uh, Can I ask you guys a question about something that happened to me? Um, when I when we came, when we got into the country, there was a huge custom sign, and uh, I took a picture of this custom sign. This, this is under the heading "Point of Discussion," <laughs> um, and it said that you weren't allowed to bring these weapons yeah. into the United Kingdom. It's so, a shame you have to leave your sword stick at home. So. For the benefit, we'll just go through... I think we could just go through them real quick, yeah. just for the benefit of the at-home listener. Flick knives, not a real thing, made up. Uh, gravity knives, which I guess is when you drop a knife on someone. Butterfly knives. Those are the ones that are quite cute. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the one every 18-year-old girl gets a tattoo yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the Mariah Carey knife. Push daggers, which is technically all daggers. <laughs> Well, some of them are more slicing like than a pushing. Yeah. So you can bring in a swipey dagger. <laughs> These, might, yeah, These all sound dagger. like weapons Mega Man gets. <laughs> well, he's not allowed in. <laughs> right. Uh, self you guys have been stringently anti-Mega Man over here. Self-defense sprays, electric stun guns. I follow those reasonably well. Well, not self sure. dis- self-defense spray... I mean, yeah, you're looking at mace, pepper spray. Really? Because my dad's got a spray that he sprays around his garden to keep foxes out that claims to have lion's shit in it. <laughs> that the is problem the is he's going to start attracting lions. Well, they're not going to come back for their own shit, aren't they? They're going to expect someone else to clean that up. Not so he lives in... Uh, <laughs> Where did I put my corn? <laughs> the lion's going through his own shit to find corn. Yeah. Uh, that's... Wait, are lions and foxes like natural enemies in the yeah, wild? You've never even seen them on the work? same continent. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. So where where did we leave okay, off? Okay, we left Death off stars. with belt stars. buckle knives. Yeah. What is a belt buckle knife? Well, it's like you know those b- massive buckles that Billy Ray Cyrus wears. If you sharpen right. one of those into a shiv, you can bring it in. I gotcha. I assume there was a button and a knife kind of pokes out, and then you <laughs> yeah, you, know, you really give it to him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really, it's, about? it's for carving cheese. Yeah, okay. At waist enough. level. Uh, and below belt buckle knives, and uh, this one is just amazing. Death stars. Well, really, English government? You guys are, you guys are just worried about your Alderan. <laughs> I thought that would do better. It doesn't. There was just a brainstorming session, and one guy said, Death stars! It doesn't hurt to spell it out, does it? Just in case. You don't want to be the person that let one through, do you? After they had already not let him suggest phasers, um, they felt like they had, they had to give him one. Sword sticks. Yeah, well, that's a walking stick with a sword inside it. Stealth knife, which I think that's is... That's a walking stick with a sword inside it. <laughs> but you actually keep the walking stick inside a giant sword as I, misdirection. I assumed... 
I'd assume that stealth knife was a knife that's invisible to radar. You um, paint it to look like the sky. Disguised, disguised knives. Yeah, you disguise them as a spoon. Uh, <laughs> can never tell. Knuckle dusters. Yeah, you just, you, just, you just cover your knife in soup, and then no one knows. <laughs> no, what would, is a knuckle duster? Knuckle duster is it's a, like a brass knuckles, right? Yeah, something you wear on your fist. Jordan, don't punch. act like you know what a knuckle duster is. <laughs> I think it's brass knuckles. Miley Cyrus wears them. They're very dangerous. <laughs> uh, blow pipes. It's a pipe that blows. That's it. It's, you know, it's like it's a, a pipe for crack cocaine. It's, it's, a, it's a very simple instrument, and nobody likes its uh, shrill tone when a child plays it, so you know, they're not allowed in. You know, when they, uh, you know when they put that on there? When someone saw the Richard Dreyfus Tim Allen movie, Back to the Jungle? Was that what it was called? Back oh, to the Jungle? I don't know. Jungle to the Jungle. Richard Dreyfus Tim Allen. Jungle to Jungle. Uh, what you're talking about. Uh, jungle I'll to just, Jungle. I'll just remind you, you're playing to an away crowd. It was a group of... Okay, so I See, if my Star Wars thing was lukewarmly received... <laughs> I don't know how much you're gonna, how well you're gonna do with this Tim Allen story. I think Tim Allen and possibly uh, uh, also power. Tim Allen and also Richard Dreyfus brought a group of Amazonian children to New York City, and needless to say, or maybe a whole Amazonian tribe. Needless to say, the more you talk about it, the more it sounds like a pretty good movie. <laughs> It if was this a, exists, I would like a DVD of it, please. It was a real fish out of water situation. Anyway. I imagine that there was a lot of <laughs> blow darts. <laughs> there was a lot of, like, that movie was obviously very big over here, so there was a lot of, like, copycat crime. Exactly. Uh, like how, well, like, not you, anymore. Yeah. Keep your bloody blowpipes in the States. Yeah. It's like how dudes are, like, dissolving each other in chemicals now because of Breaking Bad. Right. In the, in the, uh, in the wake of Jungle to Jungle, there was yeah. just a lot of, like, random blow darting. Sure. Um, uh, truncheons. Are you, are you acquainted with those? That's like a nightstick, but more old-fashioned. Okay, I had assumed it was something on the like parapet of a castle. Aww. Yeah, you can have that. Fine. I mean, um, it wouldn't work from a parapet of a castle, but good for you. Extending baton. That's a big truncheon. I do. I do know what an extending baton is. Um, but the last thing is maybe my favorite, even more than Death Star. It just says. Some martial arts equipment. <laughs> Bringing in some martial arts equipment? You're rolling the fucking dice, buddy. <laughs> well, I guess they fucking knows? <laughs> I guess they don't want to, like, you know, prevent people from bringing in, you know, geese, ceremonial belts and things like that. You know, things used in the, in the practice of martial arts. But like a pole axe they want to keep out. <laughs> sure, yeah. Nunchucks. It should, yeah, it should, just say, it should just say, do the Ninja Turtles carry it? No way. Um, yeah, anyway. it's, weird. it's weird. They spend a lot of time with... Can't you just put all knives on that? There's well, so many different kinds of weird knives. No, because you might have a butter knife, and that's, that's very true. hard to inflict an injury unless you pop someone's eyeball out with it. Crazy. Oh. <laughs> I'm just speculating. I've not, I've not tried it. You could butter all of their food and give yeah. them high cholesterol yeah. over a series of years. Exactly. There, was, there was that one time you tried it in Utah. <laughs> we never speak of it. That's why I like Utah, because they don't talk. <laughs> you know what's not on there, I noticed? Gun. Regular gun ain't on there. In your, it, unlike in your nation, we just assume that people would have the decency not to bring a gun there. <laughs> Yeah, right. No one would just be randomly carrying around a gun. Yeah, if this list was in the United States, it would just say tank, 
(laughs) Tank from the future with lasers on it. Landmine. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like since we've been here in the United Kingdom, I've been getting a feeling like there's a lot of moral relativism, Mm -hmm. confusion Mm -hmm. about what's good and what's bad, Um, just a general sense of I wish an American would set me straight. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with you 100%, but is there a segment for that? (laughs) I don't know. Like, it would have to be like a signature segment, like a beloved signature segment. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Like, I mean, I would, it would help me to remember what it was if like a piece of music would kick in and... Oh, yes. In a world where morality can be great, it's nice to have a man, an American man, to teach us about the black and the white. It's Jesse Thorne with Hang It Up and Keep It Up. Hang It Up, Heathrow Airport. You know how sailors would be out to sea for too long and they're eating hardtack and it's full of maggots and they start drinking seawater and they're going crazy and they're going blind and murdering each other and all that? Heathrow is that with luggage. (laughs) Hang it up, Heathrow Airport. Photographs of birds. I'm tired of staring into their black, lifeless eyes. Hang it up, photographs of birds. A dream deferred. Could dry up like a raisin in the sun, could fester like a sore, and then run. Either way, nothing but bad news. Hang it up. A dream deferred. It's poetry humor. Langston Hughes, folks. You don't like the poetry jokes? You don't like the Star Wars jokes? There's no pleasing you people! It's very bipolar. It's a real (laughs) Villaroy and Bosch versus Crapper situation. (laughs) Tourist walking. Why are there four of you walking side to side down the sidewalk? Oh, how come you're stopping in the middle of the sidewalk? I swear to God, I'm just going to drop my shoulder and take you out. Hang it up, tourist walking. You know you're funny when you get applause breaks. (laughs) The clouds are parting and revealing a new dawn. For every hang it up... There must also be a keep it up. Keep it up. Putting curry on everything. Hey, United Kingdom. Great job with the curry. Keep putting it on everything. Keep it up, putting curry on everything. Measuring temperatures in Fahrenheit. Look, I get it. Centigrade is a better system by almost any measure. It works out in hundreds, zero is freezing, and a hundred is boiling. It makes a lot of sense. But you know what it isn't? More convenient for me. An American. And folks, that's how the world works. What's more convenient for us Americans? So hang it up. Measuring temperatures. Excuse me, keep it up. Measuring temperatures in Fahrenheit. The bubonic plague. You know, maybe I'm in the minority on this one. But... I really think the bubonic plague cleared out a lot of the riffraff. And as 
an extra bonus, I like those leather cones that the doctors wore on their heads. So overall, I have to say, keep it up, the bubonic plague. Burns Day. You know, this actual Scottish holiday involves poetry recitals and the ceremonial consumption of sheep stomachs. That sheep stomach consumption, by the way, is called the piping of the haggis. Doesn't get much better than that. Keep it up, Burns Day. This has been Hang It Up and Keep It Up with Jesse Thorne, an American. want to bring on uh, our next delightful guest? I would love to, if the audience was stoked about it. There you go. There you go. Our next guest helps us write international waters. She's a beloved comedian and comedy writer. Please welcome to the stage, Ms. Sarah Morgan. Hello. Hello, Sarah. How are you, dear? I'm good. This is tremendously exciting. I'm a huge Jordan Jesse Go fan, so this reference will mean nothing, but it's a bit like having my letter to Jimmy Savile answered. <laughs> in, in a good way, in the best way. <laughs> Don't know what that is. Don't know why you guys ood. Oh. Well, like our well, father Christmas. Yeah. He's, he's a well-known uh, he's pederast. Christmas. He's sort of Santa. A sa- sorry, Santa. A Santa figure. A Santa pederast yeah. figure. Yeah. A sa- yeah. So a Santa figure. <laughs> yeah. He, he grants wishes for children. Yeah, and that's and, how and, I feel wait, today. And, uh, so, what? Oh, What's going on? <laughs> wait, so you guys have Santa and this other guy? It wasn't all bad. Well, he's dead now, so we just Before have Santa. The bad thing. Santa is dead. <laughs> I didn't. You know the... killed Santa Claus. I thought this way you'd have four months to get used to it. <laughs> wow, wow. How'd you guys do it? With some sort of uh, belt knife? <laughs> Did you knife fuck Santa to death? We just thought he was getting a bit arrogant. Yeah, and, no, uh, that's true. In Britain, he we was getting like full that. of himself. Beard knife was not on the list. <laughs> we're vi- we're very cool. happy to... You know, last time you were on the program, um, or, or last time we saw you for International Waters mm. about a, a year or so ago, uh, you were growing a baby inside of you. I was. Um, uh, just a quick glance confirms that probably the baby's outside of you now? She is outside, yes. Uh, how's she doing? She's great. She's good people. How, She's fun. How do you like her being a mother? It's lovely. I thought the first sort of year would be sort of like having like a pet, where you dress them and give them a personality, but really that, you know, you sort of just look after them. But actually, she's nine months old and she's fun as anything. What kind of, what's a good thing that she does? She bounces a lot. She's really good at bouncing. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, you might, you might yeah. just have a kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wanna, I'm not calling you a moron. Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly concerned because I feel like I may have lost my comedy mojo while I was on maternity leave, and, and uh, my biggest laugh is generally doing like. <laughs> that, that kills. That. Oh, Jordan, can I bite, shall I bite your fat legs? Shall I bite your fat legs? No, don't, ah! don't, mom. Everyone is. Oh, I would like it if you would jingle your keys for me, though. <laughs> Any raspberries on your tummy? Do you have any object Whoops, permanent humor? <laughs> no. Whoops. <laughs> Anyway, there's something new. I didn't know. You know what? My, my son uh, recently, my son just turned two years old, and we took a walk. And when, when we take a walk down our street, he liked to pick things up off the street. It was rocks, and he would collect as many as he could hold in his hand, then give them to me to hold. Now he picks up sticks. And he was picking up one stick and kind of using it like a walking stick. But the other day, he figured out he could have two sticks and carry them at the same time. And he made up a song. He's a pretty gifted songwriter, I think. So as he was walking, he was going, I have two sticks 
I have two sticks. I have two sticks. So I guess oh, what I'm trying to say is he's a really smart kid. He's ba- I mean, he's basically better than Neil Young at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your, your you know, baby wins. Caroline yeah. is pretty good, but yeah. Neil Diamond. My baby just makes Neil Diamond. Neil Young's uh, hard. Oh, you said Neil Young. I did. That'll be like Ohio. <laughs> yeah, sure. Four Dead in Ohio, <laughs> which is the other song my son loves to sing. <laughs> I'm very upset about the Kent State shootings. Very upset about that. Um, someone's still really. Someone's not on board with Kent State shootings, huh? Someone lost a relative at Kent State. I think there's someone whose reaction to, to everything we say is just... <laughs> Star Trek, 9-11. They may have just a sore tooth. Oh, it could be. <laughs> That's a really good... Oh, no, Cobra in the audience. <laughs> run. Don't run. Um, uh, so, actually, speaking of uh, kids and kids' things, we did something really interesting yesterday. Uh, we visited the Toy Museum. Yeah. Uh, is this something that Londoners go to? Yeah. Pollock's Toy Museum. Has anybody in here been to Pollock's Toy Museum? Number one, you should go to this because it's fucking tremendous. This thing is glorious. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this. It, it's a collection of of toys throughout the ages. They have you know stuff from World War II and things from the turn of the century and things from the Victorian era. And it's like basically everything else I've been to in London seems haunted. <laughs> <laughs> the entire United Kingdom. I mean, I feel like Edinburgh is at least twice as haunted as London, and London's pretty haunted to begin with. Yeah, there's a lot of like there's a lot of like dolls with cracked faces. You've gone to a toy museum. Of course, it's going to be full of creepy artifacts because most toys are horrific. <laughs> no, not American toys. We have Ninja Turtles. Those aren't creepy. Yeah, Ninja Turtles are awesome. That's a turtle that's come to life as a teenager, lives in the sewers, and um, murders human rhinos. <laughs> anyway, he's friends with this wise old rat man. And everyone eats pizza, okay? Don't, don't tell me your toys are better. Yeah, and they pass around a sexy reporter. <laughs> that, was in, that was in the subtext. I, yeah. think, I mean, they no, never I don't feel so that. bad about all the children's entertainers we have that are pedophiles. <laughs> it seems you guys do clean. have a lot of those, don't you? It's only about 80%. I mean... Oh, that's fine. Yeah, because some of them were puppets, and uh, yeah. I don't think they count. I think the jury's out on Morph. Bagpuss? I'm going to keep saying British things. <laughs> um, Danger Mouse? Yes. Danger Mouse is not a paedophile. Uh, thank God. <laughs> He's more, we should check the list. It yeah. does get updated daily. I have my suspicions about Banana Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so uh, let me ask you. And there's, there's, uh, there's a, there's a shop next to it, uh, next to the toy museum, where you can kind of buy these anachronistic toys for your kids. You know, you can get them wind-up robots and tin trains and things like this uh, for for the kid havers. Have you thought about raising an entirely anachronistic child <laughs> who like gets to who like gets to elementary school and the other kids have you know Pokemon and uh, uh, you, yeah, nano I sh- pets? I don't know. Yeah, I just like to dress my daughter in like a long white nighty and have her sort of just stand in doorways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're raising a young ghost? Yeah, just singing like yeah. "Don't play by the river." <laughs> <laughs> she speaks only church Latin. Yeah. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> I um I met a woman. I was at the flea market and uh, I was buying some clothes in the United States. And I met a woman 
I bought a jacket for my son, and she said she raised her son entirely in rockabilly clothes. I thought that is like a really specific choice to make on behalf of your child. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you're getting a swallow tattoo. <laughs> I know you're two. Right on the neck. Yeah, like, can you imagine, like, in first grade, six years old, you just roll in with a giant fucking pompadour? <laughs> with a flick knife in it? Yeah, nice. exactly. They pour, all your, they pour all your juice in a PBR can, just make you slug it out of that. <laughs> that kid's just going to rebel, though, aren't they, and just dress like a bank manager for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pocket yeah, watch. Just dress like Perry Como. Uh, Leave me alone, Mom. Uh, speaking of, also speaking of uh, London tourist things, uh, we went to the John Soames Museum. Soane? Soane? Soane's? Soames. Soane. So, someone pronounce it for us. Soane. Eight different pronunciations. Just rocking it at us. Marzipan. What? <laughs> um, this is a, a famous British architect uh, who was a collector and an insane person. <laughs> Yeah, like a legendary architect of the 18th century who has this home. It's actually a series of homes in a row that he connected that is, it is like completely full of classical art, like casts of friezes and like every wall completely covered in those things. And also of note... Um, just at, at some point, you're just walking through, outside of the fact that the walls are completely covered in art, it's pretty normal. You come to this sort of viewing platform, you look down into the stone basement, and there's a fucking sarcophagus. <laughs> just pow! And, and kind of the amazing thing about this is that it's, it's such a specific kind of museum, and that's like, like kind of the old idea of a museum, and it's just, here are all a rich guy's things. Like, he was an architect, but he didn't make any of this. This is all the things he acquired. Like, I feel like the only comparable thing is this, is if in like a hundred years people were giving tours of Prince's house. <laughs> like, oh, and here's, here's the fuck sofa. And here's the fuck swing. And here's a statue that will fuck you. <laughs> I would love it if, like, Prince put a time capsule. Is a time capsule something here in the UK? So I would love it if Prince put down a time capsule underneath his house and then, you know, 500 years in the future, that's all they find. And then their main takeaway is just that, you know, the 20th and 21st century was just all about purple shit. <laughs> just stuff that's purple. Yeah. Um, this also seemed fucking super haunted. Uh, are, what, what have we missed? What, there's what a are ghost the... dog. There's a ghost dog in there. there yeah, there's the, they, they are pretty open about the ghost of a dog being there. There was a real dog at the toy museum. Just or a was dog. It real? <laughs> oh, fuck. You looked around and he was gone. Yeah, what when the toy museum. <laughs> what? What? Come to think of it, it did disappear when the music box stopped playing. <laughs> I need Columbo to come help me sort this out. <laughs> Um, the theme of all our museums, you have to realize, is plunder. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of terrible revenge spirits going on in the most so, benign of So you're saying all these toys we saw were swiped from children in the Congo? Definitely. Almost all, all made by them. <laughs> these are blood toys. Blood yeah. toys. Yeah. <laughs> blood trains. Yeah, well, the ghosts aren't getting them back, though, are they? Yeah. <laughs> ah, we're keeping those Elgin marbles. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know about a type of... Dutch English toy called the Mogwort Mollywog. It have to be more coherent. Mollywog. Gollywog. 
Bollywood? I mean, you're going to have to put a special tag on this so, podcast when yeah. it goes out if we're talking about this. Everyone <laughs> in the room just blushed okay. a bit and looked down. Yeah, I mean, it's so, that, per- that person who's going, everyone is looking at their the shoes jaw. now. There was a whole Ooh. display of this, and it was way not judgmental enough. <laughs> like, I needed much more judgment. Like, it was clear that the display hadn't been updated since 1975, but, like, had I gone through it as the curator, I would have said, I'm going to make updating this one a priority. <laughs> For your American listeners, I suppose you could translate this into uh, dolls that Paula Dean might have. On that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a... It is, yeah, it was the toy equivalent of a forward from your grandpa. <laughs> yeah, it was just terrifying. And the, and the text next to it just said by the... Oh, this is what it told. This is the pitch it gave. Okay. So number one, the first part is about the late 19th, early 20th century, blah, 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 inspired by minstrel, Kentucky minstrel shows and their popularity in the United Kingdom. And you're sort of like, ooh. And then it continues on, then it says, and then they were divorced and became more abstracted. And many children didn't even know that they had an origin in a human being and just thought they were a playful prankster character. And then, and then we did this so hard, we ripped the collars off our shirts. So then it continues on. Then in the 1960s and 1960s and 70s, many people came to believe, or 1970s and 80s, many people came to believe that it was racially insensitive. No fucking shit. Really, no shit. Good work, gang. They, they all look like, you know, when Tom has an explosion in his face in a Tom and Jerry, in a very racist Tom and Jerry cartoon. <laughs> yeah. And maybe his teeth turn into piano keys. It's, yeah. it's, they, they look like that. And there's dubious music. It's terrible. And yeah. so then it says, but then in the 1980s and 90s, they found a resurgence. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I, we're getting into some weird Nazi shit. No, it's ironic racism, which means it's fine. Oh, boy. People are always complaining, though, that uh, dolls are too white, aren't they, and not representing other races. And yeah, when you introduce yeah, a gollywog. Yeah, I mean, sure, oh, you're furious. right. Many people want their cake and also to eat it, and they're racists. I would have just been comfortable. It's, I understand it's a museum, you know, they're representing. I don't want them to, uh, I don't want them to pretend as though race relations have always been perfect. Yeah. But just at the end, if they just wrote, also, all this shit above is pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> the only safe toy is Lincoln Logs, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, well, it's, and it's Lincoln Sticks, so you're better than, you're better than safe. Really? Uh, you, yeah, you can build yourself an Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> um, yeah, but we, uh, we, really, we really went to some haunted-ass shit. <laughs> Is there anything we're missing out? Is there anything that is, you know, as haunted as these places or that's, like, you know, haunted in a more fun way? Uh, I was telling Jesse earlier about the Horniman Museum, which, uh, if anyone in the audience knows the Horniman, it's, uh, it's, it's in sort of darkest it's South London. Museum. It's, it's the called Horny the Horniman Man Museum. It's the Horniman Museum. It's dedicated to this guy yeah. over here. Hey, I give guided tours. <laughs> you, it's, it's, I've got the audio tour in a variety of languages. Its prime exhibit is a hundred-year-old stuffed walrus. I don't know yes. whether you want to be visually aligned with that. It's the, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the, the, the Horniman walrus. Have, walrus, <laughs> walruses famous. have famously huge penises. <laughs> I don't it's, think they're very sensitive they lovers. Everything. It's a, it's a, uh, it, it's the skin of a walrus that was sent back home, uh, but they didn't know what to do with it, so they just they thought they felt they should fill it. So the whole thing has been filled. 
uh, with no wrinkles and no smoothness. So it's about 20 foot tall and spherical. And it just is the centerpiece of this quite otherwise benign museum. And uh, it's wonderful. It has its own Twitter feed, the Horniman Warus. You know, um, when I, I, we went to Philadelphia for a Jordan Jessico show. There is a museum there called the Mutter Museum. <laughs> And the Mutter Museum is associated There's with this... There's one museum guy in the audience who just went, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the Mutter Museum is a, was a teaching, uh, a physician's teaching museum uh, through much of the 19th and early 20th century. Then just, it, I guess you still can go there for academic reasons, but now you go there to see a five-foot-tall colon. <laughs> Just an enormous colon. Yeah, it's I've got its own reality series on oh. TLC now, doesn't it? Is yeah. it full or empty? Uh, well, yeah, no, it's full. Hmm. It's like calcified. Do you guys have the Do you guys have the reality show about the scrotum over here? <laughs> In America, the we now. The Apprentice. In America, we now have a reality show called The Man with the Hundred Pound Scrotum. And it's about Is a that guy, the name of the show? That's the name of the show. They did not come up with a more creative name. Is it him just going to try and buy underpants and be like, well, these won't fit. <laughs> <laughs> trying yeah. to sit on stools and falling off. I mean, what happens? How can you stretch that out? Yeah, it's a lot of stool humor. A lot right. of stu- who, what, what will and won't fit on a stool. And things hitting him in the nuts. Him sure, painting yeah. it up to look like a space hopper for the kids. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, just about. That would be fun. Yeah, I think, uh, I think American uh, reality television, that's a new low. <laughs> sure. You know? Like, we've, we've worked on, you know, they handed out shovels at the old television executives meeting, and everybody was digging, but I think they hit a new low. What's your guys', if, if the 130-pound scrotum show is our worst reality show, do you yeah. guys have something that can rival it? Yeah, the 50-kilo scrotum show. <laughs> 20 stone. Oh, touche. Nah. Um, I went to a pathological museum in Vienna where they had um, things like waxworks of pelvises that were suffering from really bad syphilis. And, you uh, need that realistic. Yeah, I mean that is rough Can't after just breakfast. Plas- painted plaster or something. No, or just a, a black and white diagram. Yeah. And they had like a conjoined fetus in a jar, and it, it didn't seem that educational. But that's because I couldn't read the German captions, so maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it meant something, or maybe it was just people going, oh, fetus in a jar, syphilitic genitals. That's dumb well, me for the were, day. If That's were, tourism. If you were a conjoined doctor, you would learn a lot from that. Uh, or if I was uh, fond of pickling things, I it's guess. A really good point. <laughs> it, yeah, it's all... some Brooklyn shit right now. Yeah. Just artisanal pickling of <laughs> oddity fetuses. Yeah. <laughs> They'll have that in series three of girls. I only, I only eat <laughs> local fetuses. <laughs> Um, hey, do you guys want to do momentous occasions? I would love to. You guys, uh, would you guys stick around and hear some momentous occasions? Hell yeah. Okay. So we have this microphone over here on the side of the stage. Okay, we have this microphone over here with our engineer, Nick. Uh, so first of all, uh, someone has a car-related momentous occasion. How about the car? Somebody, yes, come on up, come on up. Let's take a lady. A- we'll take the lady of the family just because, you know... Hi, what's your name? Sarah. Hi, Sarah. So uh, tell us what your momentous occasion is. Um, it's very short, actually. We just bought our first car. Wow. What were you, how were you getting around pre-car? Um, mainly on the tube. But really, I mean, we bought the car and we just wanted the car, but the kind of ordeal that you have to go through to buy one, with um, they tried to sell us a £250 um, 
coating that would stop the car from being destroyed by acid rain. And now we're worried that it's a concern. Car, yeah. That is a big issue. Have, I didn't. I didn't know that. But also, it's like you're gonna want to get the Godzilla insurance. <laughs> you're gonna, yeah. What, what kind of with, without getting too far into buzz marketing? <laughs> what kind of car did you decide to get? We got, was, per, we got a Peugeot. A, a, Peugeot. A, a Peugeot, huh? A Peugeot. A Peugeot. A Peugeot. 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 What? Is this what the UN is like? And <laughs> <laughs> all the translators are on the loo. You know, my my earpiece is on the fritz, so uh, this is maybe a, this is a, a, this this might be a bit personal. I realize. Uh, you want to go out sometime? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess who's got a scion back in America? <laughs> uh, you, uh, you're, you're part of a couple, a married couple? No. You, but you're buying cars together? Yeah. Well, uh, not just one at the moment. It's very okay. forward-thinking of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you guys, have you guys like gotten it on in the car yet? <laughs> Is there a special coating for that? <laughs> <laughs> same, same stuff as the acid rain, oddly enough. That. It's a dual-purpose coating. We need to spray first. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have to say whether or not. I just, but I just think it would, you know, I think it would be fun. Have you thought about getting away uh, with a lady friend, sort of Thelma and Louise style? Oh. <laughs> to a dogging hotspot. So, yeah. yeah. Well, fair enough. So you chose a, you chose a Peugeot, a French car. French car, yeah. The French are known for the quality of their cars. <laughs> Oh, Jesse, you're thinking of cheese. You're thinking of cheese quality. They told us um, when we bought the car that... Wait, oh, hold on. Did the people who sold you this car tell you it was a good car? Yeah, and they said it's got um, a very high clutch, and that's because it's French. And so we're trying to work out why um, French people need high clutches. Could they you say clutch again? So, yes, it's not an automatic. High clutch. I don't even know what that means, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> That may be a French a phrase in French. Well, I mean, the only possible Le petit language. fromage. Do they have a shorter right leg? Is that a? Huh? Oh, you know what I think it is? I think that's actually a strain of medical marijuana from the quiz. <laughs> High clutch. Uh, okay, that's a that's a great momentous occasion. First well, thank car, you very, very much. impressive. Congratulations. Okay. We've got a music video-related momentous occasion. Who's got the music video momentous occasion all the way in the back? Come on up, come on up, come on up, come on up, come on up. MC Scat Cat, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's always late, MC Scat Cat. The late? <laughs> Did you guys kill him and Santa? You monsters. What, what, what's, your, what's your name, sir? Uh, I'm Max. Hi, Max. How are you? I'm, I'm quite all right. I'm tell, us, tell us what your... Um, first of all, Max, for our listeners at home, uh, you look exactly like a uh, taller taller and taller-headed version of our friend Big Time Gino Neal. So, <laughs> and he's a very handsome man. That makes Don't me get me wrong. Actually. I'm, I'm happy. Um, um, what, uh, what's your momentous occasion, Max? Um, okay, about two days ago, it was uh, sunrise, like 4 a.m. I'm a film student, so I was working on a music video shoot. Um, and I was just like camera assisting, so we had two camera operators. Uh, we're on this beach. Who was the band? Uh, Sugar Ray. Uh, <laughs> if only. Um, no, we had, there's this folk singer-songwriter, so she's in this huge dress on this beach. It was sunrise. There's a lake. Joan Baez. If it was, yes, it was. Um, Lisa. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Light Sit the ones. fuck down. <laughs> um, but uh, we had two two camera operators. They're both really set up with the shots. They're both looking, they're getting the sunrise. They're really excited, and they failed to notice this huge swan 
fly, land on the beach behind them, and just chase them off the beach, screaming. <laughs> and if you've ever heard a swan scream, it's fucking terrifying. It's... I have never heard a swan scream. What does it sound like? Are you going to make me do this on, on, on a Yeah, you said it. Yeah, I, I, we wouldn't know. We've never even seen a swan. I should have seen it. It's like a kind of... <laughs> like, like a very strange... So it's sort of quiet? Just like real quiet. I thought that's what it sounded like when doves cry. <laughs> no, it, was... it sounds a little quiet. I mean, I'm just saying it sounds a little quiet. It, I don't understand why it's scary, but maybe... I don't know, maybe if you were more committed to your impression. Could you break my arm? Let's <laughs> go, go in full swan. I can't do full swan. Swan, 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 full swan, full swan, swan. Thank you so much for that momentous occasion. Good swan. That was absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Oh, a cat sanctuary, huh? Who's the cat sanctuary person? Oh, come on up, come on up. Come on up, Cat Sanctuary. Are you, uh, are you, are you here with Swan Guy? Yeah. Two moments. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, are, are you guys, you guys, are you guys together? Are you uh, uh, brother and sister? Are you two <laughs> strangers? Okay, well, great. Like romantically? Have you? Yeah. Have you fucked in a car yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But during the first moment of this occasion, it's like we still don't have a car. <laughs> we don't have a car. Uh, um, my name's Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm doing Casey? well. Katie. 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 Can I ask you real quickly? I know your um, question is about a cat sanctuary. I can't help but notice that you're wearing a kerchief on your head. Uh, you've got a lovely, uh, you, you've got a cardigan, a uh, lovely butterfly-themed summer dress, and Converse sneakers on, and I guess I'm just having a hard time that, uh, believing that you would have anything to do with a cat sanctuary. <laughs> you bring yeah, if, you, if you pull out a ukulele, this is really not going to track. <laughs> You've kind of been bullying these poor people, Jesse. First you told that woman she shouldn't have brought a f- French car. Then you told that guy to be a swan, be a swan. And now you're accusing her of being a hipster who I'm doesn't try- like cats at all. I'm trying to help people achieve their full potential. Yeah. Stop, stop lying about the cat sanctuary, Katie. What were you really doing? Katie, tell us, what is your momentous occasion? Um, it's not as interesting as the swan or the cat, but um, this week I went to a cat sanctuary for disabled uh, cats and I know oh I'm such a saint (laughs) what was the most adorable disability (laughs) did one have like a fuzzy tumor one was blind one was oh blind blind. oh boy you know what I will watch a fucking internet video about a blind cat oh boy (laughs) he was called Oscar and he kept walking until he bumped into something Is there any... Okay, sorry. Let's do it. Go ahead. So, um, so I basically uh, went through their routines and stuff, and I'm now a volunteer there, and my main job is to cuddle the cats. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, what, okay, well, let me ask you this. What are you, what are you doing to train for this? Because, I mean, you don't want to get in there and cramp up. Hyperbaric chamber, right? Hyper, right. I'm practicing on cuddly Wind toys. Wind sprints. What are you practicing on? Cuddly toys. Okay. Yeah. Do you have cats at home that you can kind of practice no. cuddle? No. 
Yeah, and that boyfriend of yours is kind of pokey. Yeah, he seems a little... It's a little angular. Seems a little jagged. <laughs> I'll make him puff out with pillows under his shirt or something. Can we talk some more about cute kitty disabilities? <laughs> Are there any tripod kitties? There was one with, like, uh, ADHD disorder. What? <laughs> like, it had a hard time with its math homework? How does a cat have ADHD? That's every... That's just being a cat. He would try to climb you. If you were just stood around, he'd just try to climb up you. <laughs> that doesn't sound like ADHD. You were thinking of a koala bear. <laughs> she did, She was wearing her eucalyptus hat at the time. <laughs> it was very noisy. You hipsters in your eucalyptus clothes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Uh, that's Can pretty... I ask you a question? Yeah. If I divorce my wife, abandon my child, beat up your boyfriend and marry you, can I come to the cat sanctuary? <laughs> Oh, I don't think you need to do all that other stuff. I bet they'll just let you go. No shit! <laughs> but you know what? You should probably do all the other stuff. Or, or you could just drive around and fuck up a load of cats. And, yeah. then, and then cuddle them. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Run the cat over and then cuddle it back to health. Wow. It's, a real, it's like a misery situation, <laughs> but with a cat. Misery the movie? Thank you so much for sharing that, was that with us. That was really yeah, good. Misery. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Looks like Matt G. Matt G. Yes, sir. Come on up. Matt G, ladies and gentlemen. Have it real close. Okay. Look at this handsome guy. Hi. Hey, are you at the wrong show? <laughs> a good looking man. I'm unconvinced by those glasses. You're not no? convinced by them. Prescription lenses? Yes, they are. Oh. <laughs> Car- carry on. Start early. <laughs> and those shoes, are they prescription as well? <laughs> no, they're just ridiculous. The two of you may literally be wearing the same exact. This guy is wearing, this guy, we should say, he's wearing saddle shoes and he's got cuffed pants. He's basically in a Buddy Holly costume. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than hipster, I suppose. But it, it suits him. It's, yeah, there's definitely no hipsters in Buddy Holly costumes. <laughs> Um, anymore. <laughs> t- tell us what your momentous occasion is. Um, so uh, my parents were in town um, and they visited. I bought a house recently. Your pants were in town? My <laughs> pants were in town, yes. Uh-huh. Normally they Most go momentous away. occasions yeah. start with, my pants went down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they... And then her cat climbed my dick. <laughs> Can I tell you what? just one thing? Just This is purely from an American perspective, but being in the United Kingdom... With everyone having a different and very distinctive accent, I feel like I'm inside of a cartoon show. <laughs> Go ahead. So, um, my parents were in We're town. imagining you as a talking fox right now. <laughs> I'm not making a fox noise. Um, <laughs> so, my parents were in town and they visited me in the house that I've just bought, and I just, it was just sort of, I felt very grown up because they stayed with me, and um, then me and my dad fixed a, a cupboard door together. Um, which felt like a real sort of man-bonding moment, and we just felt sort of quite masculine afterwards. But then we broke the fridge door as well. <laughs> so, so also pretty masculine. Yeah, Fucking yeah. ripped the door off, off that motherfucker. Anger, yeah. Sure. Um, and uh, that was it, really. Oh, and I took them out for dinner as well, um, and paid for it all by myself, which again felt quite grown up. So, did you fix the fridge door together and then break another door? I spent Saturday looking for fridge door hinges on the internet. It was this really is a, tragic. Oh, oh boy. So we're, I should say we're giving away we're giving away a prize for best momentous occasion. I don't know if we mentioned that. There's a clear front runner. I want to give you a chance to win. 
did is your dad somehow disabled and did you cuddle him back to health? <laughs> He's a big lad. Um, he gives nice cuddles, but he's not, and he's not disabled. No. Sorry. I'm trying to help you out here. He was ginger. That, used, that sort of counts as a disability is, in the UK. Whoa! <laughs> I'm ginger myself. I can say it. <laughs> Why do you That's hate our word. mankind? <laughs> I don't. I, you just got to accept well, what you are. Well, you're just are. perpetuating it. Yeah. I don't Sample. understand the United Kingdom's obsession with red-headed people. <laughs> this is just a thing that just doesn't exist on our side of the Atlantic. Not red-headed people. We have those. Mm-hmm. But just a whole culture of talking about that as though it's an important thing. But in America, they just pretend they're Irish. And they can, that, that's their thing. Well, that's the yeah. entire nation yeah. of the America's thing. There are, like, full-blooded African-American guys <laughs> going like, Woo, Ireland, St. Patrick's Day, Green Bear! <laughs> right now, somewhere in Boston. <laughs> um, that's pretty good. Um, how did, did, do you feel like your mom was impressed? Was she, was she like, oh, I, I really ra- I raised a good one? Or were they seeing you act all grown up and started acting really juvenile just to balance everything out? Um, no, my mum, she busied herself elsewhere because obviously it was man time. So, um, yeah, but Chippendales she or yeah, I think she was Thunder doing a washing up or something like that. <laughs> what, what? Thunder Down Under. What's that? That's uh, in America. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an Australian. It's where Australian guys uh, strip for bachelorette parties. It sounds like diarrhea. And they're <laughs> and they're here today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome, Lance Lightning and Gearshift. This comes back to my pants being out of tone. Well, listen, <laughs> I I like you. I like that you started off by saying that your pants were out of town. Um, but I'm gonna have to say, uh, overall, C minus. Let's go to the last one. What else we got? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we had to ridicule you. That's part of this. That's part of this. Also, my apologies for that guy who was hissing at you. <laughs> what a boob. Okay, uh, something about oh, a hip replacement. Let's hear about this hip replacement related one. This gentleman here. Give him a hand. He's making his way. Already moving quite well. Already moving quite well. Sir, uh, what's your name? Richard. Richard? Yes. Um, Richard, tell me, uh, what, is, uh, uh, what is your momentous occasion? My mother had her hip replaced, second hip replaced, quite recently. Same one or both sides? S- different side. Second one was a different one to the first Can one. Can I ask you a question? Is it like when you get your tires replaced and you have to... Uh, you have Diagonally. To, uh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Otherwise she goes around and... Right. <laughs> so your mom's alignment is off, is what you're saying. Exactly that. Just pulling to the left. My dad was otherwise uh, indisposed. I had to go and help her recover from the operation. With cuddles. <clears throat> and uh, she's blind. Bumping <laughs> into walls, sure. At one point, uh, I had to help her in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a real bathroom, not what you'd call a bathroom, the actual bathroom. She was uh, wanting to... Wait, hold on. (laughs) It means it's got a bath in it. So do our bathrooms. Yeah, Yeah, right? What do you you think an American bathroom is? Do you think it's just a hole we shit in? (laughs) It's a shed where we keep our ranch dressing. (laughs) You can go to the bathroom up against the tree, isn't that? (laughs) Yes, it's a euphemism. (laughs) This was a room. In my mother's house. <laughs> Would you prefer that when Americans have to use the facilities, we just say, well, I'm going to push poop out of my butt. <laughs> I'm either having a wee. Oh, having a uh, wee. Th- Thomas Crapper invented the toilet. 
Okay. Oh, okay. That, okay. That's what that was about. Ah, thank you. And this whole restroom, oh, I'm just going in there for a 15-minute sit-down with my feet up, but no bodily functions will perform. Is <laughs> it a beautiful coincidence that his name was Thomas Crapper, or was it a reverse-engineered type situation? Oh, I feel like I'm on QI um, now. I re- I'm retreating. <laughs> I think I think the uh, the crap term arose from his name, but I think... I haven't researched it beforehand. I have a feeling it's Dutch. Oh, God. I'm you know what? Can you guys please get on top of this? <laughs> Why did Someone you have to bring Google it up? That's what people come here for. Accurate toilet history. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So uh, you were taking a shit in a hole. No. <laughs> Your mum was. Mum called me down to help her out yeah. in the bathroom, and uh, she needed to get off some um, pressure bandages that she had on her legs to help her recover from the operation. So I was down there doing that. She wanted to step into a shower. So I was down there doing that. She had her hand on my back. And I suddenly looked up and uh, was face-to-face with, with my mother's sex organ, <laughs> which I hadn't seen Buh? for over 40 years. Now, that's, that's the occasion. That's it. If, if you were going to do an impression of the sound that it made... <laughs> no, would, you, would, you, would you call it swan-like? Um... Wow, okay. That's uh, all I got, that's it, that's all so I got. So she have a Brazilian <laughs> or... <laughs> well, how would you describe your mom's wax job? Oh, my Gross. God. Uh, it was, well, I don't know, reconditioned, perhaps. It was, uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, how, how is your mom doing? She's absolutely fine. Okay, Thank you very great. Much. Yes, I think my, uh, the, uh, that meeting we had at that moment probably helped her. Yeah, on. put her on the road you know, to recovery. Given, sure, sure. Given your experience with your mother... <laughs> Um, I think this might actually be helpful to one of our other momentous occasions. Do you think the 250 pounds is worth it for the acid rain coating? <laughs> yeah, you want to go for that true coat? You yeah. really want to go for that? Okay. Under, yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely, the 250 pounds. And you really, yeah, you really want to make sure to get a French-made vagina. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like a little and a manual. On it a and manual, a definitely yeah. not an automatic. Oh, definitely sure, right, yeah, yeah, you don't want to, sure. Gear shift? I don't know. That's, this isn't going anywhere. I just think... The whole, the whole of the first four momentous occasions, uh, he was just sitting at, at his table thinking, oh, wait, fuck, they call you up to the stage? <laughs> yes, you just yes, thought these were going to yes. be cataloged and yes. archived. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, people... It's been a joy to share People can come to the Jordan Jesse Go Memorial Library and sort through them. Well, I really admire that he shared... I, okay, so what do we got? We got swans. We got the car. I mean, look. We can all agree the car couple, very good looking, uh, very charming, and easy grace, but buying a car is not that great. You know, it's like, okay. Yeah. It makes dogging easier. That's true. That's a good point. Dogging? What's dogging? Uh, Fucking in a car. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you meant. Like dogs always do. Sure. In dog cars. Ruff, ruff, ruff. You hang your head out the window. I just got that. Ah, head out the window. Uh, Great. Um, so, that, I'm, like, I'm dropping that one from contention. Okay. For best. Yeah. Um, you got any feelings, Helen? Well, I feel so sorry for, for Richards uh, with his mother's vulva just like branded <laughs> into his eyeline now. Um, but then yeah, you he's seem. the underdog, I want him to win. <laughs> but then you seem very moved by the cat sanctuary, Jesse. Oh I think my you've got God. to go with your heart. Those little kitty cats. Tough to beat, tough to beat. Jordan, you've got a kitty cat at home that you're probably missing by now. Oh, boy. She'd love to be hanging out with Bug right now. Just hugging, watching uh, Boardwalk Empire. We love to do that. Uh, yeah, but Cat Sanctuary, it's tough to beat. I don't know. Does anyone? Can anyone make a case for one of the other ones? Someone who's 
whose momentous occasion it wasn't. Does anyone think we're making a bad choice with Cat Sanctuary? No. Dead silence. Dead Is silence. Is anyone People on board with love Cat it. Sanctuary? What, what about Richard? I mean, Richard, do you feel any better just from having shared this with a bunch of strangers? That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, that's, yeah, that's the reward. Well, good. Well, we've changed, we've changed some lives. Um, well, great news. Katie, come on up to the stage. You're our winner. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Helen Zaltzman, Sarah Morgan. Go ahead on, break them off with a little too easy to remix. Now I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do. Hey, we have one more segment from our Edinburgh show. This show, this whole thing, I mean, it's two shows crammed together. It was getting kind of long. And also there was a complicated visual element to this segment. However, Matt Ricardo is a brilliant juggler and variety performer who was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. He and I had engaged in what we will generously call a -a tete-a-tete online over the viability of juggling uh, as a performance mode and lifestyle. Um, he was so gracious and charming, and I was so impressed by the things I saw him doing online when he sent me a picture, um, that I invited him on Jordan Jesse Go. And if you go to MaximumFun.org, click on Jordan Jesse Go, you can find the audio of us talking to Matt Ricardo, me making peace to some extent. Eh. I mean, an uneasy treaty. An uneasy, yes. We reach a date, I reach a detente mm-hmm. with, with juggling. And then Matt Ricardo does something amazing, which has almost no talk. I mean, basically no talking. Um, it's got some fun banter associated with up it. Top, up top. Up top some well, fun banter. Well, up top, there's a lot of fun banter. Yeah. It's definitely worth listening to. I'm just saying, once it happens, while it's happening, it's largely... But you can supplement by going to YouTube and seeing him do it and just, you know, like pretend that they're... That's a really good idea. Yeah. Or it, I wish they could see Graham Clark's face. Graham Clark pulled a face like you wouldn't believe. Just genuine marvel. To be fair, I think he was pretty drunk at that point. That's a good point. That's fair enough. Not that, you know. To be it fair. It was marvelous. To be fair, we should be really careful to be fair. <laughs> That's, yeah. We wouldn't want to be unfair. <laughs> anyway, go to MaximumFun.org, click on Jordan Jesse Go, and you'll find it in this week's episode uh, notes. If you want to discuss the show online, go to Forum.MaximumFun.org or use the hashtag JJGo on Twitter or Facebook. That's We've a also fun way to talk about the show. Jordan Jesse Go Facebook page. Like that shit. Do it. Like that shit and then write a message. What's your favorite episode? How about that? Write that message. It's a fun message. I'd like to know that. I'd like to know what people's favorite episodes are. I want to put together a favorite episode variety pack. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Brian Fernandez can put it up on the website and then it will be something that you can send to people. But we need to know what your favorite episode is. Send the favorite episodes, some favorite moments. Yeah. I mean, if you're being really helpful, send a little time code. Send a time code of a favorite moment. Put it all up in the Jordan Jesse Go Facebook page. Put it on Twitter with the hashtag JJGo. We'll see it. Sounds fun. We may, who knows? Maybe we'll fucking so buy you a ticket from San Jose to Los Angeles. That's the kind of shit we do now. Yeah. This isn't a guarantee that we'll do that, but send it's us, not without precedent that that might happen. Send us a picture Send us a picture of your Porsche Boxster. <laughs> but I want it to be a late model. Yeah. I, I don't want some 15-year-old Porsche Boxster. Oh, there should be a sweet babe on the hood, too. Like, uh, you mean like airbrushed on the hood? I mean, like I would prefer rider? a real babe. Are we looking for a like a hydraulics lowrider type thing? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, ideally, Latina bikini model. Send us a video. Secondary babe, airbrushed bikini Latina model. Send, Latina bikini model. Send That's us hard to say. a video of you flipping switches on your Porsche Boxster. Yeah, whatever is airbrushed on the side. 
be it a proud eagle with a snake in its mouth, mm-hmm. be it La Malinche and an Aztec warrior, be it El Pachuco. It can be whatever. But it should be something from the pages of Lowrider magazine. <laughs> On a Porsche Boxster. Right. Uh, that has switch flipping capability. It's and not hash- too much to ask. That's not too much to ask. And then just hashtag it JJ Go. There you go. Who it's knows? As Ma- simple as that. Maybe we'll send you a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no way to know what'll happen. Our producer is Sunny D, Brian Fernandez. Our thanks to Rebecca O'Malley, who brought us on this whole trip. Yeah. Um, and our thanks to Nick White, who produced our trip and did all the recording. And all, the all, great, the... Uh, all the great guests, the people from the venues. Tons oh. of nice folks helped us out with that. How so about all hopefully... the folks who came out, including folks who came from foreign fucking countries? Yeah, right? That was really fun. That was totally fun. That was really fun. It made me think that maybe sometime we should go to a major city in our own nation. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should Maybe we should go to... Uh, I don't know, like a New York for the second time in seven years. <laughs> nah, fuck that. Edinburgh. Yeah. Nairobi. That's our next stop. <laughs> yeah. Next stop, Nairobi. Monaco. We got that one fan in Mexico City who tweets us sometime. No, oh, yeah. I say let's go to Mexico okay, City. Okay, to see that one fan. Let's hit the DF and do it big. There you go. Hey, wait, one more thank you. Yeah. Hulu Plus. Oh, God, yes. Thanks to Hulu Plus where you can binge on thousands of hit shows anytime Anywhere, get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com slash JJGo. HuluPlus.com slash JJGo. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.